0: So I wanted to make um an episode on how you could make your own object show because there's a lot of steps to doing that and it's actually pretty simple if you break it up into a bunch of different parts and stuff. Um. So yeah. So one of the first things you're obviously going to do is you're going to have to Make a little concept for it. What kind of object show is it going to be like? Is it going to have something unique to it? Is it going to be just a regular little battle? Um, What's the prize going to be, if it is? uh, Who's the host? All that stuff. All the characters. And you just got to make that little foundation first. Because you can't make anything else without it. (laughs) So... After that, and you have all the basic personalities for the characters figured out and stuff, um, you're gonna have to start writing the first episode, and usually it consists of, like, an exposition that introduces some of the characters, just a little bit though, not too much. If you introduce everyone in the exposition, that'll take probably a long time, because usually object shows- have around, like, 20 or more contestants in them, which is, like, a lot of characters, and you can't have all the time to introduce them all at the same time, because that actually takes a long time. (laughs) Anyway, so, after the exposition is usually when the host is introduced, and sometimes they'll just come out of nowhere and say, hey, you want this prize? Or, Other times, they'll be introduced in, like, a unique sort of way. Kind of like what Moss did with the meteor. And- or, like, what BFB did with 4, where, um, everyone- they were sucked into the black hole, and then, out of nowhere, 4 was there. Because black hole sucked them all up, for some reason. (laughs) You know, because- I don't know. Anyway- after the host introduces the challenge, um, the, then that's when, like, everyone starts doing the challenge, you know? And usually this is where you introduce characters a little bit more, because they are doing something now. It's it's easier to write them doing that thing, because, like, there's only a certain way they would do it, since, because they have a personality, you know? Um... So, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways it could go down, actually, but, you know, just specific things they'd say, because, you know, like I said, they have a personality. Um. Anyway, so after the writing for your episode is done, like, after the challenge, you, like, say who's gonna be eliminated or something, and then... A little exposition after that. Just a tiny bit, though. Not a lot. You can put a stinger after the credits or whatever if you want to do that. But, um, like, I mean, a lot of object shows probably do that. It's just a fun little thing. So, after the writing is done, then what you do is you divide it up into different scenes and stuff. And this can be really helpful when referring to specific parts in the script to your coworkers or something. Usually you'll be working with other people on this, but you can work on it w- on your <clears throat> you can work on it on yourself with yourself if you want to. They'll just be more difficult for voice acting and stuff though. Usually 2 or 3 people is an okay number to start with when it comes to voice acting. If you want other people to do voice acting to help out with it, then sure, go for it. I don't really care. Um, But you'll definitely need a large group of people if you have like 50 or more characters. Anyway, so um, after that, when you divide the script up into scenes, or if you already did that before, cool, then that's when you start doing um, storyboarding or character designing if you haven't designed the characters already. Um, then you gotta do the character designing, and once you finish that, you do the storyboarding. So, storyboarding is, like, the basic foundation for animation in an object show, or any show, Show actually. It's, like, it usually, you have to portray some sort of action, what the character's doing, where they're standing, where what area they're at and all that stuff in a basic sketch. Like there doesn't need to be color unless you like the characters look pretty similar to each other or you can't really tell who's who just by looking at it. So, yeah. Um but it it um you got to do storyboarding for like around one scene each and divide it up into different animation shots. Too. This is usually something open source shows do, but it pretty much works for any show at all, honestly, so yeah. So, um, when I would do storyboarding, I would use different colored arrows to signify when a character moves, w- what direction like they're moving in, or their arm is moving in, or whatever, or their face, whatever it is. Like, I would make that blue instead of red, because red means that the camera, or the- the field of view, is moving, you know? Um. So... So, yeah. Um pretty simple actually it just it's just a little time-consuming because you got to draw people over and over again but I do storyboarding all the time it's not a big deal for me anymore Um, so yeah after storyboarding or while storyboarding is going on that's when you start doing all the voice acting Um, just saying each characters lines so since I'm a voice actor myself for a bunch of different shows A few tips I would give is that, um, first of all, just, you can't talk like this, like, oh my god, we're falling, ah, you can't do that, that doesn't work. It, it's way better if you put emotion into it. Imagine, how would you say that if you were actually in that situation at that very moment, you know, like, understand your character's personality, understand, Like, how they would say it. The tone of voice they would use. Um, and all that kind of stuff. So, a few other random tips that I would give is that, um, you don't really need, um, a super good microphone to do voice acting good. It's just that the audio quality will turn out way better. And that's always a good thing, because if you have to listen to bad audio quality all the time, then, um, <laughs> that, that ch- just kind of gets annoying, you know, so, another tip would be, um, drink water while doing your lines, um, and don't, like, you shouldn't do the, the, the thing, the yelling thing, you, you, Never do this! This is horrible! This never works! You know? Instead, like... Like, actually yell! It only works if you're actually yelling! (laughs) Cause, so... Yeah. Um... That's what I do all the time when... I do a lot of yelling, actually, while I'm voice acting. Um... And actually yelling instead of the whisper yelling works way better all the time because whisper yelling just sounds weird honestly it it sounds super fake (laughs) obviously fake and that's not what you're supposed to be going for unless like the character is actually like doing whisper yelling at that very moment you know so yeah um so after voice acting, that's when you do the audio editing and put all the- the voice actors' voices and stuff for those characters together in the order it was in the script and all that stuff, you know. And you add some sound effects based on what the characters are doing, um, maybe a little bit of music, but you could do that afterwards if you want to. It's not really required, you put the music in while doing audio editing, but you can do that, you know. Um, I don't really use the best software to do this honestly cuz I do most of my work for object shows on my phone actually. I I do not use the correct programs at all, but I mean it can make something. I can I can use it. But one of the best programs I would recommend for anyone doing any sort of audio stuff like um voice acting or audio editing either one of those um, I would recommend Audacity because, I mean, that's what everyone uses. It's pretty simple to start getting used to using it, even though I don't even, like, like use it myself anymore. I used to use it a little bit, but, eh. I just got used to doing stuff on my phone more. So, yeah. So, another thing I would actually recommend is that you're able to turn your, um audio files into into mp3 or wave format because those work best when like video editing and stuff you know um this is for voice actors and audio editors um if you have a computer i would recommend you just look up uh well you don't okay let me start that over <laughs> Um, so what you would do is, like, if you put all the audio into a video format and export it in a video format, then I would recommend exporting it, like, to your computer somehow if you have one, and then just looking up video to mp3 converter, whatever, just make sure you find one that won't give you a virus, um... I I forgot the names of some but I could recommend some right now if I if I knew the names. I'm sorry. <laughs> um just be careful while doing that. They might give you a virus, but don't just yeah, just be cautious. Anyways, um so after you finish the audio and stuff, then that's when you divide it up into different parts if different people are animating for your show um if only you're animating then cool um I think most object show animators use adobe animate and I mean that'd be that'd probably be easy to find but I think it costs money so yeah um so that's probably one of the most used program that people know about and all that stuff but if you're if you're using your phone then I would recommend starting with flip a clip um if you're just now like if you don't know how to do animation at all um another paid program I would actually recommend to people that want to that want to learn how to do keyframes and stuff first For if you're on your phone, I would actually recommend VideoStar, but there is some in-app purchases you need to do to learn keyframing and that stuff, but it's not actually a good program for animating, but it is a good program for, like, video editing and stuff like that, you know. So, so after all the animation is done, um, like, there's a whole- Animation is a whole different thing. There's. You can look up specific different things for animation. Cause that's like a whole category of knowing how to do something, you know? That's an entirely different skill. So. So after that. You do the video editing, where you put all the animation together with the audio to make the big episode and stuff. And. Basically once you have that done and make a little final touches maybe here and there if there's anything you want to fix then you're done. You have your episode. And I know that's a big process for one episode and that you know you you'd probably want to make multiple episodes but I mean that's what it takes. That's that's how you that's how they do it. <laughs> so so yeah, That's basically how you make an object show or any show, whatever you want to do.